Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh to all our esteemed listeners and of uh, our people joining in, especially uh, those who are tuned in to the airwaves of Marcus Sahaba, voice of the Ahlu Sunnah, on uh, this uh, edition of uh, Medical Files. And uh, joining me tonight is our distinguished guest and uh, a colleague and a friend of mine that I've known for a very, very long time. Uh, we fought uh, b- battles together. Uh, we were serving the people during the times of uh, the whole COVID uh, shenanigans uh, here in Cape Town. And he is no stranger to the airwaves of Marcus Sahaba. And he is no stranger in Cape Town as well. Uh, he gave several uh, lectures here at our Majid, alhamdulillah. A very outspoken, very truthful person. And is also a Hafizul Quran, uh, as well as a holder of a degree. And uh, as I've mentioned before, no stranger to the airwaves. So we welcome uh, Dr. Azizullah Rawat. MashaAllah, Dr. Saab, Hafiz Saab. That, uh, how are you doing this uh, fine, uh, beautiful uh, evening? Waalaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to you, Mufti Ibrahim Smith, and to all the wonderful listeners of uh, Marcus Sahaba. Um, it's good to be back um, and uh, looking forward uh, to a new journey. Uh, with all the things that we have to discuss like you mentioned we've known each other for a long time we fought many battles okay. uh, you know we did our best uh, on the path of truth <laughs> in the, time of the <laughs> lockdown and all and the absolute madness uh, and <laughs> you know the social engineering and all the crazy stuff and um, the, that was happening so alhamdulillah we made it through and now we are on a different journey so uh, really looking forward to it and also having you by my side Alhamdulillah, the only thing is uh, that uh, you have absconded. In fact, you ran away from Cape Town, if I'm allowed to say that, because I didn't hear from you in a long time. I, I hear from your father, and your father is also a well-respected uh, person in his own right, you know. And I hope to be uh, uh, speaking or chatting to him soon also. It is my intention uh, to invite him one night as a guest uh, on our show, because if you can recall that he is the actual person that enlightened me to uh, what is happening in and around uh, the whole COVID scene because he was responsible for the building of uh, COVID hospitals and uh, if it wasn't for his knowledge and uh, the introduction uh, that he has given me you know so that's why I'm forever and eternally grateful uh, for his enlightenment and his Im- imparting of knowledge uh, towards me so he sort of uh, uh, drew me into this entire thing and I think from there we all sort of uh, gel together and uh, like you said uh, Dr. Saab that uh, we gave it our best you know and up till today we still continuing the fight and the battle against Batil and evil etc and uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you and Allah protect your family and all our listeners and then of course also that uh, our condolences uh, once again uh, to the former presenter Shafat Ahmad Khan may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him Jannatul Firdaus I know uh, Hafizab Dr. Sab that he was very very fond of you uh, because of your unique style and your easy approach and he always used to brag and boast about you and I always used to 
tell him that I know you before uh, he know you, you know. So uh, that was my bragging rights. But uh, getting into the thick of things, uh, Doctor, uh, there's a concern. I'll start off with a, a message from one of our esteemed listeners uh, and then a citing from a news agency that uh, there's an increase of uh, COVID cases in uh, Zambia. So right here in one of our neighboring countries, uh, seven people or eight people, one of or two of them have subsequently passed away. And then we also see a rise in cases in America and other parts of the world. So we as South Africans um, and you with your medical background and having been at the forefront of fighting this battle uh, right there in front, you know, with many, many other doctors and specialists and uh, geneticists and all these other specialist people uh, and Allah's blessed with the wealth of knowledge as well. And listeners, if you don't know that uh, Hafiz, uh, Dr. Azizullah Rawat, uh, despite his very, very young age, he was there since the beginning and he is still there today, alhamdulillah. So how worried should we as South Africans be uh, that that might spill over into uh, South Africa? Uh, I think uh, the listener wants uh, you to clarify that for us, doctor. Yes, no, definitely. Uh, so first of all, it's important uh, to really analyze, you know, to take a, a complete step back and then to analyze, you know, what the media is portraying. Uh, and then once you can get an idea of what the media is portraying, you know, we need to ask ourselves the question, you know, why is the media trying to steer us in this particular direction? You know, what type of message uh, do they want to convey? And we know about uh, the Tavistock industry. We know about the social engineering mm -hmm. and we know that the goal of the media, especially uh, all these mainstream platforms, is to steer public perception. Because once you can control uh, the information that gets to people, you can control how people think. And if you control how people think, you basically control their behavior. Uh, so that's how the media basically indoctrinates and brainwashes people. Uh, so it's important for us to see, you know, what's going on to get uh, a lot of perspectives, both uh, know the mainstream perspective, uh, get the all alternative perspective as well to really see what's going on you know but um, it's always uh, the goal of uh, these people to plot uh, and to plan and they will always uh, be planning so it's up to us to investigate you know we can't turn a blind eye to all these things because it's going to uh, affect us uh, directly uh, so we need to see what's going on in terms of these uh, new COVID cases as I mentioned uh, there is definitely something going on there um, I do. We obviously information hasn't been uh, a lot of information hasn't been uh, leaked, uh, so we don't really. But uh, I think we definitely need to do some more investigation uh, regarding these cases and what's actually you know what's really causing it. Uh, what other perhaps there's some uh, biological uh, warfare, perhaps there's some chemical warfare, um, uh, and so on uh, to really get a better understanding of what's going on. Yeah, Gee, uh, doctor, it could be a, a side show also to distract us from uh, the real burning issue and that is what is happening in uh, Gaza. Uh, I just want to share with you briefly that I just read an article, uh, you know, it's very, very cold in uh, Gaza because it's winter season that side. So instead of sending clothing and warm clothing uh, to protect uh, our poor sisters and, and uh, children and mothers that side, they uh, send them some hazmat suits uh, that uh, people used to wear during uh, the COVID uh, 
period, you know, so uh, this is what is happening. So, like you said, rightfully, uh, it could be the media, uh, again, uh, trying fear-mongering tactics uh, or scare tactics and uh, to divert us from what is actually happening. So, in reality, media sometimes, uh, they are the actual virus. Uh, am I right, Doc? No, definitely. And I'd say most of the time the media is a virus because the media can just, uh, it's like you're watching a cricket match. They can just build up the score and the scoreboard is ticking. It's ticking, it's ticking, sixes and fours. And eventually people are seeing all these COVID cases and they're absolutely losing their minds. And we saw that personally, you and I together. Uh, you know, people are picking up double mask, triple mask, like you mentioned, paying 30,000 rand for hazmat suit uh, for a virus they've never even seen before. Um, and computer-generated images of these viruses too. Uh, so yes, definitely, uh, the media, the goal obviously is uh, deception. And because we live in such an age of deception, you know, the system of Dajjal, which is uh, deception, is at the forefront. Uh, and you know, Allah warns us of uh, deception in the Quran, how the kuffar will plot and plan and shaitan himself will come at us from all sides from the front from the left from the right uh, and especially from the back uh, and these people are cowards and so definitely but it's up to us again uh, to research to investigate and obviously to apply our minds critical thinking to see what's going on not to just follow the media blindly you know we're not sheep uh, at the end of the day but we are Muslims and uh, we need to win because we know inna shaitan alim insani adu mumin and uh, you know shaitan is a clear-cut enemy and these people worship shaitan and they're doing his handiwork uh, so we definitely need to educate ourselves on what's going on and I, I, I can see that uh, happening uh, I've entered certain masjid I've entered a masjid in Durban and uh, elsewhere and even in our local shopping uh, centers and malls uh, some people actually returned to wearing the mask they're masking up again and uh, this is just shortly after the release of this particular news article uh, that stated that Zambia has uh, more than seven cases and uh, you know so just the, the mere fact that, that the news article was printed and circulated then immediately people uh, resorted to masking up again so that's uh, indicative of how they were brainwashed uh, during this uh, COVID uh, pandemic but nevertheless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is uh, the best of planners they can plot and plan and uh, they will fail they will not su um, survive they will not be successful in eradicating humanity because uh, that was the ultimate uh, objective is to reduce uh, population uh, getting on with our show uh, esteemed listeners here, right here on Marqa Sahaba voice of the Ahlu Sunnah where we say it how it is without any fear without any favor uh, doctor you know that Tibun uh, Nabubi or prophetic uh, medicine and you are an expert in that so we know that it is divided uh, into different categories uh, the words of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi his actions uh, medicine that he prescribed medicine medicine that was prescribed to him and of course uh, medicine that uh, uh, or medical procedures that was done to him in the form of cupping etc so uh, how important important is uh, Tibbun Nabawi in the life of a Muslim or Muslima in uh, this age of deception and uh, this age of allopathic medicine, which uh, some people consider to be the absolute gospel.
successful as if no other um, type of uh, medical um, uh, procedures or other types of uh, medicine practices exist. We know that prior to Islam, uh, there were three main uh, sources of uh, of medicine practices, and that is your Ayurvedic and uh, your Chinese and, of course, your Greek medicine until the advent of Islam when uh, Tibun Nabawi came into existence. So whilst people have a lot of faith in all these other type of medical uh, uh, procedures and uh, medicine and uh, and these type of things, you know. So for us as Muslims uh, and those who proclaim that they love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in your personal and professional opinion, how would you evaluate Tibun Nabawi in the life of a believer in uh, this zaman that we are living in, Doc? Definitely a very important part in the question. And because Islam, I always say Islam isn't just a religion. Islam is a complete way of life. Everything from the way you eat to the way you drink to the way you go to the toilet um, and uh, to the way you bank uh, to the way you treat yourself sick. So Islam encompasses all of this. And uh, it's such a beautiful religion that we have been given, uh, you know, the privilege uh, to be involved in medicine and now we know that the western system uh, obviously are natural and holistic uh, medicine uh, and obviously calls it quackity calls it certain you would call it that if you can't make money of something uh, if you don't understand how something works then you would call it those names um, but uh, when it comes to the sunnah medicine itself uh, amazing treatments like wet cupping uh, like uh, using uh, supplements and antioxidants and the cure for sickness, like honey, and even that is mentioned in the Quran. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know the bees and, and the honey that comes from them, which varies in colors, and in it is a cure and healing for the people. Um, but obviously, because we don't really read the, the Quran, we don't really ponder about the meaning of the Quran, and you know we become blind to these things. Uh, black seed, uh, kulunji is a cure for everything except death. Uh, the ajwa dates, uh, having seven ajwa dates, um, and not not even to mention that the, f- the, the fruits uh, like watermelon and grapes and so on that Nabi Sawan is something like that he used to consume. So all of this is medicine uh, in itself. And when it comes to the Tibbet Nabawi and the utilization of uh, the Greek or Persian uh, medicine and wet cupping mm-hmm. and so on. And in it, you have a cure for all disease. And that's why when Nabi Sawan, when he went on that Isra Mi'arad uh, journey, at every level, the angels told him, the Malaika told him, do cupping uh, for your Ummah, because cupping is a cure for all disease. Um, uh, so that's such a beautiful sunnah. Not only do you get shifa, but you get sawab also, uh, just for practicing it. And personally, myself, for people who have been vaccine injured, for people with any condition, whether it's arthritis, whether it's sinuses, whether it's hypertension, diabetes, gout, all these kind of medical conditions, I treat people and do for people. So step one is a complete detox and 90 to 95% of people do need a complete detox and a complete cleanse of the system. And that's exactly what cupping offers.
Gee, very, very important uh, points uh, points uh, that you've raised, uh, Doc. I, I just want to, uh, to to latch on to a few of those things that you have mentioned. So I think that Tibbun uh, Nabawi or prophetic medicine uh, that is coupled with Tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. And uh, that is normally the missing ingredient uh, to receive cure from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So uh, people might believe what an allopathic doctor is saying and uh, they will reject uh, practices uh, from uh, the blessed sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi which is twofold. Uh, number one, using the actual medication prescribed in the hadith and in the Quran and number two, that putting uh, your trust in Allah, wa maritu yashfi, you know so when I, I'm sick as the Quran mentions the, the saying of Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu then it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that cures me. So the means are there. Allah has given us the means to utilize and to use and and uh, the cure of that lies solely with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now you spoke about uh, detoxing, uh, doctor, that uh, we are overburdened and we are poisoned through uh, the uh, intake of harmful chemicals, uh, GMOs, additives to food, etc. Uh, you know, we buy things, we drink certain things that are produced and uh, we, we don't really understand the list of ingredients. Although it is written in English, many of us are oblivious. We just buy and we look at the halal stamp. Uh, we don't know if it is uh, holistic, if it is pure and the Quran told us that uh, you know, uh, uh, that we have to eat that which is wholesome so uh, the first question is that uh, detoxing the body, how often uh, should a person uh, detox uh, his body and that would of course include uh, wet cupping or dry cupping and uh, could you uh, most probably uh, or possibly uh, prescribe other means of uh, detoxing uh, methods as well doc? Uh, yes, definitely. So there's quite a few methods. One is wet cupping. So wet cupping is now the sunnah form of hijama, uh, as they call it. So now this is when you take out a person's blood, uh, but the blood that comes out is a deoxygenated, meaning that it's basically the body's waste. So all the body's waste, all the body's dirt, all the body's toxins will come out with the blood. This includes acid. This includes fluid retention, excess fluid in the body. This includes clots blood clots uh, and so on so wet cupping uh, would obviously be the ultimate there's a various other ways uh, fasting is a way of detoxing you're lowering your calorie intake you're regulating your metabolism um, exercise is another form of detox so when you're sweating every time that you sweat you're exercising you're training you're gymming you are detoxing uh, there's colon cleanse the gut cleanse where you're cleaning out your intestines uh, and the gut you have your liver cleanse, you have a kidney cleanse, uh, and so on. Uh, so I incorporate these ones uh, into my practice. Um, but as you mentioned, uh, you know, the importance of eating wholesome foods, and uh, these toxins build up. So that's why it's so good to detox, uh, at least on a monthly basis. I know people who detox on a weekly basis, uh, primarily because of the lifestyles uh, that they eat, but it really depends on exactly that. I mean, if you're going to be eating junk, food, donuts, burgers, though mm. they're going to be watching Netflix, just sitting on the couch and drinking cold drink and uh, basically not doing anything with your life, then definitely you're going to be toxic. <laughs> you 
you probably need to detox every in that case. Um, but uh, the average person, I'd say maybe perhaps a month, uh, do cupping on a monthly basis, do a colon cleanse uh, on a monthly basis. You have to get those toxins out. So whatever junk food you eat, uh, whether it's sugar, whether it's the oils that you deep fry your samosas and your bhajias and your pies, whether it's all the cold drinks, uh, whether it's the chemicals that you're exposed to on a regular basis, whether it's your perfumes, whether it's your cosmetics, whether it's your shampoo, all of this builds up toxicity. The plastics in your house that they get absorbed into your water, which you drink, builds up toxicity. The stress that you have in your life, your environment, the pollution, uh, all of this, it all encompasses and builds up toxicity. Lack of sleep, lack of exercise, too much stress and anxiety. So all of this combines, builds up toxicity in the body. The cells, your cells become poisoned. Uh, and as a result, you become sick. Uh, so if you're detoxed, you get rid of all of this you are preventing it's about prevention prevention is the best job so you're preventing disease you're preventing uh, sickness you won't get sick as often uh, and you're basically cleaning out your system primarily because of the diets and lifestyle that we now have in the modern age that, that it's now important more than ever that detox is the most important thing that you can do in your life whether you're exercising as i mentioned or going for one of these treatments sitting in the sauna and sweating out all the fat cells all the toxins and so on so these are various ways that you need to detox but you have to detox uh, on a regular basis because at the end of the day it is toxicity that causes cancer it's toxicity that causes all the diseases and the and the clogging of the arteries and obstructions that we see in heart attack and stroke uh, and so on Gee, doctor, so basically like a car, it needs its service on time because you have to replace the old oil with something new. Otherwise, uh, the longevity of uh, that motor will be questionable. So we have a, a, a listener from uh, Johannesburg that sent in a question uh, with regards to detoxing. And, and we know for a fact that Rasulullah sallallahu has emphasized hijama or cupping as a cure and as a treatment as well for various ailments. And this person wants to know that if uh, they have been... Uh, injured uh, through these uh, toxic uh, poisonous vaccines that we've repeatedly warned them about for years now that uh, we became you know that uh, we've reached that point where we don't even want to discuss it anymore but nevertheless for those people who were injured uh, using uh, or uh, being uh, uh, jabbed uh, can they do cupping and uh, will cupping uh, will it reduce the symptoms of or the poison or the poison substances uh, that the vaccine uh, contains or what other type of detox would you recommend for those people who took the jab, uh, you know, in order to enhance and bring back uh, their health to the, the optimal level uh, that they enjoyed prior to taking the jab? Very uh, pertinent question, Doc. Yes, definitely. So cupping, wet cupping will definitely take out toxins uh, from the vaccines So whatever uh Whatever that uh, vaccine is loaded with, whether it's heavy metals, whether it's plastics, whether it's carcinogens, which are basically cancer-causing agents. So whatever is in the jab, whatever toxins, inshallah, I mean, it will yeah, come I mean. out uh, with the vaccine. Uh, when it comes to DNA changes, when it comes to sterilization, and, and these kind of things. Only time will tell about those long-term effects also of the vaccine, but a detox would be the, prim uh, the primary step uh, to recovery and 
particularly to get whatever poison is in that vaccine. So initially when I was doing a deet when I was detoxing vaccinated patients, I noticed that the blood was not coming out as it would in a normal person, meaning that they were clotting uh, and to quite a serious extent. Uh, so they, their blood, the red blood cells were basically sticking and clamping together. Mm. And that's why their blood was clotting. So there's a reason they call it the clot shot mm. uh, and just <laughs> and mm-hmm. literally uh, very justified in doing that, considering how bad these people or patients were clotting uh, when I conducted uh, the detox on them. So definitely you should be going for cupping immediately. You should be detoxing your body immediately. You should be boosting your body with minerals and antioxidants in order to build up your immune system, in order to fight whatever uh, poison is in your body. G-Doc, they call it the clot shot, I call it the Glock shot, because it does exactly what the Glock does, and that is uh, put an end to your life, and it sends you to the year after. Uh, speaking about healthy living, healthy eating, etc., uh, you've cited the verse, I have cited the verse, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs us that to eat that which is holistic, and nowadays we use a term called organic, you know, tayyiba. So tayyiba could mean uh, both organic, and it could, be, could mean something that is uh, holistic, Uh, uh, nutritionists, etc., all of these things. So why is it so expensive? And I think many, many people out there, uh, including myself, you know, we, we normally ask ourselves, ourselves the question that why is alternative living which are actually normal natural living why is it become so expensive why does organic eggs and organic products and produce etc why is it almost triple the price of uh, of uh, other items uh, that are listed in uh, supermarkets uh, especially those items that are mass produced uh, why do we pay more for that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to eat uh, doc if you can shed some light on that please Uh, are we busy commercializing the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, are the key players behind this particular market it seems uh, or as it seems that they can exploit it uh, further you know, because it's a multi-billion dollar industry just like any other market out there why is it not accessible to people when we know that this is what people actually require uh, for optimal health Yeah, so at the end of the day, we live in a world which is completely upside down. And uh, it's literally been completely turned on its head. And the system is completely designed in order to keep you sick. Uh, so if, you, if the system is designed to keep sick foods and all the medications which are easily available and are cheap, uh, will, uh, will be bad for you, basically. How cheap is a cheeseburger compared to a pack of organic eggs? And you just need to look at that. How, how, you know, how expensive is fruit uh, you know, compared to a, a small pack of fries? Uh, and um, that, that's unfortunately the world that we live in. You, know, you have to pay, you have to travel, Uh, distances sometimes just to get uh, pure milk or pure eggs or pure meat uh, and so on. Uh, whereas sweets and chocolates and donuts and all of this is just everywhere, everywhere that you look. Uh, and obviously there they are things that are being put into these uh, products uh, that make it addictive uh, and make you just coming back and back for more. MSG, uh, for example, additives, uh, preservatives, genetically modified uh, foods and all that. The absolute junk. 
Exactly, doctor. You know that uh, just to, to interject. I'm just making them sick. Y- yes, you know, and uh, you you know they're using codes, so people don't know the meaning of uh, these codes like E120, E55, E this, E that. So they're actually playing with the language as well to stupidify us even more, and uh, that is very very upsetting. You know that you're buying a product, uh, you're reading it, it's in English, but you don't understand what's written on there, so you don't know what the harm or, or uh, poisonous substances. substance like uh, MSG and uh, other things, editors that they've added to that and uh, how much uh, sodium they add to these things as well. Uh, that even if you, you're not suffering from hypertension, you'll eventually end, end up uh, becoming a patient uh, at uh, your local day hospital, your local hospital suffering from high blood pressure uh, because of all the sodium. Because when they remove certain fats uh, from foods like low-fat uh, low, uh, low uh, yogurt, for example, uh, then they have to put in large amount of uh, sodium just in order to get that balance in flavor so uh, slowly they're poisoning us and uh, they're charging more for healthy alternatives it should have been completely opposite you know we should have paid less for healthy alternatives and for these poisonous uh, foods uh, we, we should that we should completely avoid uh, that should have been more expensive doc yeah even if you look at uh, raw pure milk uh, in itself, it is actually a criminal offense nowadays just to sell raw pure milk made from a cow. And you have to ask yourself why. Because it contains all the probiotic, which is so good for our gut, so good for healing uh, of our gut. Uh, so not only are things becoming expensive or hard to access, but they're literally becoming illegal uh, just to sell. And I'm sure we're going to reach a stage uh, where just selling meat you won't be able to obtain meat anymore, uh, you know. You, I mean, there'll be bugs, there'll be lab-grown stuff, there'll be vegan foods, but you won't be able to obtain meat, you won't be able to obtain eggs, you won't be obtain, uh, able to obtain pure milk, uh, and so on. Uh, they want us to eat the impure stuff because at the end of the day, the more we eat the chemicals, the more we eat the artificial stuff, it's literally a violation of our fitra. And our fitra is our body's natural disposition. So the more we're inserting uh, unnatural things into something that's natural, which is the human body, like you can't pour diesel in a petrol engine, you can't put unnatural stuff into your body and expect it to work. Drugs and pills included. That is why the prophetic or Tibur Nabawi prophetic medicine, it is not only about a treatment and uh, using certain substances like honey, uh, black seeds, etc. It also includes a complete uh, lifestyle, uh, doctor, and our esteemed listeners right here on Marcus Sahaba. Uh, if you have to break it down, it will be like seven, eight different categories, which includes, like if rightfully mentioned, exercise, uh, dietary laws, uh, you know, uh, uh, sleeping times, uh, how to sleep, and all of these things that forms part of the prophetic uh, treatment, prophetic uh, lifestyle that uh, we are shying away today uh, as Muslims, you know, and we opt for other alternative treatments. And uh, we become enslaved in a system whereby, like chronic beds, for example, you have to go every month. There is absolutely no cure, according to them, and uh, treatment are purely symptomatic. And I think this is uh, an avenue that needs a discussion, doctor, that people think by taking uh, these chronic meds, 
that it will cure them eventually but uh, they fail to understand that uh, treatment is uh, purely symptomatic so it only treats the symptoms of that particular disease it doesn't cure that disease whereby Islam or whereas Islam has opted for the complete opposite in uh, eradicating and uh, the treatment of that particular disease would you care to, uh, to expound and explain that to us doc? Yeah, at the end of the day, you can't people are healthy. So that's why the system will people sick and ultimately, and importantly, keep people dependent. So if you can create a chronic dependent patient, you basically have money for life. Uh, that's the best kind of investment actually, uh, to create lifelong uh, diabetic and intensive patients and to tell them there's no cure for your disease, there's no cure for your AIDS or for your cancer, you have to go on this medication. A pill for every day of the week and different colors too, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, and that's that's the system. And unfortunately, a lot of people, they just don't know any better. People will trust the system because obviously they've been brought up. A lot of elderly people have been brought up uh, in the system uh, and so on. And, and the, the other side isn't really, um, you know, it's suppressed and so on. So you don't really hear much uh, about it, but there are alternatives. There's the holistic, there's the sunnah approach, which as you mentioned, is encompassing of everything, your mental, your physical and even your spiritual uh, and it encompasses your sleep your stress all of these things play a role in health in healing uh, your uh, your stress levels your sleep patterns the food that you eat the exercise that you're doing your medical history your blood group your temperament uh, or humor uh, and so on so all of these things play a role and it's very important to understand uh, so next time your doctor says there's no cure uh, just know that you know if you have that you're keen in your heart uh, that you will be cured and there's only one Ashafi and that's Allah and it's he who brings cure and in fact the Quran itself the Quran itself was revealed uh, as a healing uh, for mankind and it's important for us as Muslims to note that above anything else. Gee, doctor, and uh, rightfully so, because our beloved Prophet وسلم, said that in a very, very famous hadith, and I think everyone knows this hadith, that Allah did not send down a disease except that he sent down its cure. So here, disease precedes cure. So for every disease, there is definitely a cure. Uh, we just have to search and for, for it, and we have to look for it and find it, you know. So, uh, so people or these uh, doctors, they would normally uh, justify this practice of uh, symptomatic treatment by saying that it will enhance the quality of your life. Uh, we know that we cannot cure you, but if you do take this, and then uh, your quality of life will be enhanced. But what they fail to tell the people is that the, the insert uh, pamphlet, uh, which are so big, you know, and contains numerous side effects, they don't, don't tell the people that, like, for example, if you take anilaprol or any other type of hypertension uh, medication, uh, and you don't know, you don't read about it, it causes uh, kidney renal failure, it causes uh, uh, heart disease, it causes uh, blockages in the arteries, etc. So many different side effects, you know, infertility, uh, so this is what happens when you use allopathic drugs uh, and you do not make dietary changes as Rasulullah has uh, prescribed. So uh, you can uh, to explain that, Doc, because uh, people are confused. Sometimes people think that if they uh, get off that medication, or even if they take that medication, and uh, then they will 
will end up uh, living a longer, a healthier life. Life's expectancy and uh, actual life is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained for us. We cannot increase in that. G-Doc? Uh, yes. Important uh, have, uh, as we, you know, we've been mentioning that yakin and that tawakkul uh, in Allah above uh, trusting any other uh, medical system or agent uh, or so on. But, uh, you know, a patient cured is a customer lost. Uh, so Definitely. So once you realize that and you realize that this medication isn't going to cure me and all the side effects from medication is just going to go to my liver, it's going to go to my kidneys and it's just going to build up toxicity. And have I even read the long list of side effects? Have I read the long list of ingredients, which I can't even pronounce, uh, on these um, medications? Uh, No, I haven't, but I've I've just blindly followed um, the system. And even though, yes, it does take away the symptoms, it will regulate uh, your problem, but it's not going to fix your problem. It's not a solution. It doesn't get to the root cause. It's like painting over cracks. Uh, It's like painting over cracks without even plastering your walls uh, in a way. So eventually it will suppress the symptom, but it won't treat the cure. The antibiotic will kill the bacteria, but it doesn't differentiate your good bacteria from your bad bacteria. Cancer will kill your cancer cell but it will also kill your healthy cells and then suddenly the cancer has spread Uh, so that's basically what we are dealing with Um, but luckily as I mentioned there's a natural there's alternatives and it's uh, very important for people to realize that there are alternatives Uh, no matter whoever tells you there's no cure uh, you know then you will know better that you know there is other ways out there and it's the natural way it's in accordance with my own uh, immune system and my own body's innate ability to heal itself my own fitra. Gee, uh, very, very good. Uh, you know that especially uh, for us uh, that don't understand it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us our own defense mechanism called uh, the immune system, which in itself is a miracle. And I'm sure that uh, when we do more shows in the near future, Doc, that me and you will explore that uh, based on fitra and uh, based on, uh, on, on what we've studied over the years. And we will uh, give that to the people. That uh, Another question uh, that uh, came in uh, just now that's flickering here on the screen is that why do modern day doctors very seldom uh, prescribe lifestyle changes and exercise as part of uh, the treatment plan? Uh, the listener says here uh, in writing that uh, they will give you the medication and the tablets, but they hardly prescribe eating healthy and uh, making and doing exercise, etc. Uh, so why, why is it so, doctor? Is it to keep the patient uh, uh, hooked on that uh, particular uh, therapy, thus uh, getting him back every month, or what's the reason? Well, that's that's the way the system is designed, but I don't think doctors really know any better. They have been trained in a specific way. Uh, and, and that way is obviously the conventional Western uh, medical allopathic uh, paradigm uh, that they have been brought up. So that's really the only way that they know. Uh, and they don't really have that ability not to come. think outside of the box to look at this, to look at that, and so on. So you, if you're brought up in a system where this symptom goes with this pill, and this pill goes with this symptom, uh, then you're going to follow that because that's what you've been trained to do. 
uh, that's what you've been uh, studying for so many years and practicing uh, for so many years. Uh, so I would like to think that a lot of doctors, uh, you know, are, you know, they're innocently ignorant of the fact of what their system actually is uh, and so on. So, um, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day. Uh, but luckily, there is an alternative uh, system out there which doesn't just suppress the symptom, but it actually treats, it goes to the root cause, goes to the source of the problem. And that's where holistic medicine and alternative natural medicine comes into play. And uh, I'm not even sure why it's called alternative medicine, because mm-hmm. natural and holistic medicine has been around since the beginning of time. Uh, and it's only now in the 20th century uh, where the mist, uh, Western chemical-based uh, medicine uh, has basically come about uh, to the suppression of all the natural cures. Yes, and th- that is thanks to the Rockefeller Foundation uh, that added uh, petrochemicals uh, after they discovered uh, petroleum and they used its uh, derivatives and added it to medicine. I'm, I'm not sure if people know about this. And uh, they've been funding all these scientists and doctors. And uh, which brings us to another point, doctor, is uh, pharmacology part of the curriculum of uh, allopathic doctors? I mean, uh, do they specialize in uh, medicine uh, or are they just briefed about certain medicines like paracetamol? and uh, your antibiotics and your anti-inflammatory, your allergics uh, type of medicines, you know, stuff like that, because that's basically uh, normally what they do prescribe to to patients. Or do they have extensive uh, knowledge about pharmacology in order to treat uh, various diseases? Or is that the reason why they send them to specialist hospitals, etc., when uh, the normal GP is unable uh, to do a proper diagnosis? Yeah, so pharmacology is part of the curriculum. In fact, I learned uh, pharmacology myself as mm-hmm. one of my modules uh, in my uh, in my in my uh, undergrad degree. Uh, so it is part, but it's not an integral uh, part. You, you you don't do a lot of it, uh, but that's where the uh, the pharmaceutical reps uh, come into play, and they'll basically uh, tell. Uh, the doctors, you know what, uh, we have this new product or some people are going to start experiencing this kind of symptoms <laughs> like the Nostradamus or something. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you need to be prescribing this and you need to be prescribing that uh, and so on. Um, and they basically give the doctors uh, um, the papers uh, and that's how they rep uh, that way. Uh, and now the doctors are left uh, really in a in a tough situation now because they're telling them, you know, if you're not going to do this and this and, uh, you know, COVID cases are coming, you need to stop prescribing uh, this medication and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's really one messed up uh, so, 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 so is it incentive-based, uh, uh, Doc? So if you're sitting there in varsity and uh, these reps come, and, you know, I know they give their beautiful pens and they will give other type of goodies, goodie bags uh, to prospective uh, graduating doctors. So when you do prescribe uh, their products, uh, is it incentive-based, meaning that you'll get a commission or you'll be uh, receiving certain incentives if uh, for promoting uh, that particular product? Is it like the normal industry, the food industry, the liquor industry, any other industry whereby if you promote you get a certain uh, percentage or commission or something uh, does it work like that in uh, in the allopathic field as well 
Yeah, there's definitely uh, instances where it does work that way. And, you know, as we, we know, uh, when, the, when the promotion of the COVID vaccines were coming out and how people, uh, you know, were basically dishing out free burgers, free donuts, uh, if, you get your, if you get your jab and, you know, you get to keep your granny safe and so on. So there were so many different ways of, you know, basically brainwashing and indoctrinating uh, people uh, to fall for it. And unfortunately, a lot of our people did fall for it. Um, but uh, I see that uh, now, now as the years have come along, a lot of people are either regretting it or their eyes really have uh, opened up uh, to the side effects uh, because you can't hide the side effects uh, anymore from the jab. I mean, normal, healthy, 30, 40-year-old people who is to gym and exercise just dropping dead like flies, uh, footballers and sportsmen uh, and so on, people becoming paralyzed for no apparent reason. Uh, and we know that there's only one real uh, reason for that. Gee, uh, you know, uh, we saw, we and we've warned them, uh, if you recall uh, that we used to gather at a place in uh, Pinelands, I think, and we used to discuss uh, with the people and send a message. We warned them about the uh, Julien Barre disease, which is a, neurolo- a neurological disorder. We warned them about uh, pericarditis and myocarditis, inflammation of uh, the, 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 the uh, uh, muscle in the heart. We've warned them about so many side effects uh, that will come if people use uh, this particular uh, jab, uh, but uh, people didn't listen and we've lost some good people along the way, Doc, uh, because of this. And uh, regrets always settle in at a later stage, you know. And I think that uh, whenever sales starts dwindling and uh, profits starts falling for these uh, pharma companies, uh, then they bring about a new variant. And I think uh, that is just my observation. That is what is happening right now. And that's why you have an adult uh, sudden death syndrome, uh, like you've mentioned, our sports stars and people just falling and uh, dropping dead like flies. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all and uh in this uh, uh wicked world that we are living in yes people are right here on marka sahaba the voice of the ahlu sunnah doctor that uh, for me and for the rest of the people how does your field uh, differ in its approach and uh, treatment uh, to that of uh, allopathic medicine i i don't think that people fully comprehend that uh, your study your field of studies and what does it uh, entails would you like to uh, elaborate and uh, and uh, enlighten us please uh, yes, definitely. So the holistic medicine is root cause based, meaning that you treat something, you treat a medical condition on a systemic level. For example, if you have psoriasis, if you have eczema, if you have a skin problem, now the obviously, well, the obvious approach would be now to go get a topical antibiotic or to go get a shot or, or so on. But that's not treating what's causing the problem. Mm. If you have a headache, the obvious thing would be to pop a grandpa. Mm. Uh, but that's not treating the problem. What is causing headache? And that is the question that is uh, basically the, 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 the most important question in holistic medicine. What is causing the headache? Uh, those sodium levels, perhaps you are dehydrated. There's not enough water. You have circulation going to your head and that's what's causing the headache remember the head doesn't have any pain receptor there's no pain receptors in the head uh, for you to receive uh, the pain signal so it's something else that's causing it but now if you pop in pearls you're taking away the symptom but you are the symptoms going to come back because you're not treating uh, the problem uh, for example if you have a cold you're sneezing you have a flu 
you're coughing, you're coughing on phlegm and you're coughing on mucus. So what is phlegm and mucus? Phlegm and mucus is toxins. So if you have a flu and you're coughing on phlegm and mucus, you are detoxing. So now why would you pop a pill to stop that process? Yes. Why would you pop a pill to stop your body's own detox function? If you're vomiting and getting rid of all the acid in your body, if you have a diarrhea, if you have a fever, you are sweating out heat and you are sweating out toxins in the form of that heat. Uh, so you are detoxing. This is Allah's immune system. This is our God-given immune Jeez. system that Allah has us with that when we get sick we are ridding our body of toxins so the holistic approach um it supports our body's innate ability to heal itself by boosting our immune system up so we're not going to take away the symptom because if you take away that cough you guarantee you will get us you will get sick again because you are not allowing your body to get rid of that phlegm and that mucus uh, but if you've been lied to that you know what you're going to die from the flu and you better take your jab uh, then you really need to wake up in that regard because uh, it's your body's way of telling you that something is wrong symptoms are not the problem symptoms are body's way of telling us that something is wrong you know please fix me uh, and just like a car you know you can't just now put something around the exhaust uh, to fix the problem. You need to treat it systemically, go into the suspension, go into the transmission, uh, go service your car, take your car for a major service, detox your body, clean out your blood, purify your blood, and you'll be much healthier afterwards. So that's basically the holistic approach. It's about taking responsibility for your lifestyle and accountability. You know what, you can't be eating 100 donuts, uh, sitting on the couch watching Netflix, and then if you get sick, oh, it's COVID-19. No, you need to take responsibility and accountability for your lifestyle and your diet, especially you need to have self-control, discipline, motivation, consistency, and all these um, integral uh, qualities which is going to help you uh, basically become the best person uh, you can be. Uh, And that's basically the holistic approach. It's about empowering yourself. Uh, And, uh, you know, your your body is not a a machine robot to be popping pills like a vending machine, you know. It's it's, it's about building yourself up. uh, as a as a person, so that you don't um, get sick, you don't have that need to detox. So, so it's basically like owning lights popping, and uh, indicating to you that uh, something is wrong in your body, and you need to take care of it. Uh, I mean, the symptoms like coughing or sweating or perspiration or anything uh, that should be taken as warning lights. Your body communicating with you that uh, we have a problem here in the system and it needs to be addressed. Uh, but uh, then people will go and suppress it further instead of uh, getting rid of the toxins. So that is basically what you are saying, doctor. Now, coupled with that is that when you do uh, treat people and when you do tend to patients, uh, that the, 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 the prescription uh, that you give or the medicines uh, that you prescribe, uh, you know, are they all 100% organic based? Is it uh, pure uh, raw materials uh, or are there any additives uh, like uh, in allopathic medicine where they add other additives with it, you know, other solvents? Or, or stuff like that uh, to bind it, uh, it does uh, uh, your field that you are in uh, the holistic approach uh, does it have the same approach as allopathic medicine 
Yeah, no, so it doesn't, it does not have the same approach uh, as the allopathic medicine. For example, where the allopathic medicine would uh, say, for example, use a chemical in order to preserve something, I could use apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. uh, as a natural form uh, of preservatives. Uh, so that's well, one of the things that I do. Uh, in terms of the product itself, so the products could really vary uh, from supplements uh, like collagen. Uh, omega-3, uh, you know, CMOS is something that's coming into the market now, multivitamins that way, so things for pain relief, uh, you know, magnesium, uh, and so on. So a lot of these things are actually already out there, and then there's the thing that you would mix yourself, like the colon cleanse, the liver cleanse, and so on. But it really just depends uh, There's things for male health, because as we know, there's an epidemic of low testosterone levels uh, that we are currently seeing in men, whether it's the chemicals in the food, the GMO foods, whether it's the estrogens in the water supply, uh, and so on. But there's definitely something that's lowering fluoride as well. Hormone. Fluoride chemicals that you find even in your roll-on and your shampoo, which are endocrine, proven endocrine disruptors, meaning they disrupt the endocrine system, uh, increasing, uh, decreasing testosterone levels in men um, and so on. So now obviously you're going to have more feminized men uh, (laughs) as a result. Uh, Whatever is being put in these jabs, who knows what chemicals now are making men more feminine or making women more masculine. And if you think I'm joking, you only need to look at the signs of Kiyama mm-hmm. where men will be like women will be like men and definitely signs that we are living in Akhiru Zaman and Tajal's times and just look at the decay and degeneracy of the West and what it has become with the homosexuality and the yes. transgenderism and so on. The, the, the gender confused uh, uh, society, I call them the alphabet community. But uh, on a more serious note, uh, respected doctor and our listeners, I'd like to share something with you, you know, that uh, post-COVID, and uh, especially in those people that took the jab, that some of these people, they've actually developed some personality disorders as well. So uh, they tend to become very moody. They are completely different people. Uh, you know, like, like it's a completely different person. Post and pre-jab, uh, it's not the same person. So you think that uh, the jab had some sort of effect on uh, the, the, the innate ability or the innate character that a person has been endowed and gifted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Do you think that it is altered it in some way or fashion, Doc? I think it could definitely have if that person doesn't have a strong foundation uh, or strong, you know, grass roots of what's right and what's uh, wrong. Uh, person doesn't have very strong iman uh, or so on. So now, obviously, having things like that is going to mess with that. Shaitan is going to trouble you more. Uh, and as um, you know, as I mentioned, if you're going to insert or inject any artificial, unnatural substances into your body then you're basically violating your fitra. And if you violate your fitra, you know, what else is expected to happen uh, but changes for the worst? Uh, So definitely, and we don't know what the kuffar have put into these vaccines. I mean, if anyone thinks that the kuffar are putting good things into these vaccines, it can only be bad things. Uh, It literally can only be bad things. It's kuffar who are developing it. Why would they put good things into it? Uh, so if you understand who's behind it, and there's no possible way that it could be beneficial uh, to me, uh, and really wake up uh, to the fact that, you know, it was one big 
huge uh, deception, uh, then it will be it will be much easier to understand and then to find yourself on the right path. But you know, always remember what Truth will come and it will stamp out falsehood because falsehood is always bound uh, to perish. Yes, doctor. You know that in some places in America, uh, they've outlawed uh, naturopathy. So it's a crime, you know, people cannot practice that. So like you here in South Africa, uh, I think they've demonized it because uh, it actually helps and cures people using natural remedies and natural th- uh, treatments. Um, having said all of that, uh, doctor, uh, do you also deal with uh, chronic patients, uh, people coming to you suffering from uh, diabetes, hypertension, or any other type of chronic illness, like they normally go to a normal hospital. Uh, do you also treat uh, such people? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so hypertensive people, diabetic uh, people, people with reflux problems, cancer uh, patients, people with blood clotting, uh, so quite a few. Uh, Drug addiction uh, as well, Doc? Drug addiction? Uh, well, especially smoking addiction, you know, uh, people who have uh, substance uh, abuse, children. Yeah, obesity is also uh, very uh, common, uh, and so on. So uh, yes, uh, the step one would be to detox them completely. So you basically start on a clean slate, uh, and then step two would be to supplement uh, them to basically build them up, build the person up, build up the immune system, uh, give their body, uh, the, you know, those white blood cells and those macrophages to help them mm. uh, fight infection and to engulf all the toxins mm. uh, in their body uh, and so on. And to really give them just a positive mindset that they can do it because mm. a lot of people are demoralized and demotivated and they've been through the system, which is basically, uh, you know, almost kill them off. Yes. Uh, so... Yeah, they are looking, you know, they are quite in a low stage, so they need to be uplifted. Uh, and it's up to us uh, to do that because literally no one else is going to do it. Uh, the, the, the system definitely isn't going to do it, so they need to find that outside of the system. And it just so happens uh, that the holistic approach uh, also encompasses the sunnah medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, for that really is the ultimate uh, benefit. Best of both worlds. Now, finally, Doc, before we let you go, that uh, where is your practice uh, situated? So for all those people who want, you know, that we always encourage, you know, that they have to try the Sunnah method, Tibbun Nabawi and the holistic approach, that uh, where is your practice uh, situated in uh, the case in the vicinity? Uh, yeah, so actually I'm operating uh, from two rooms, uh, so I'm in the Durban uh, area. I'll just encourage everyone, if they would like to get in contact with me for more details, you can follow my Instagram page. So it's A Holistic World. So A underscore holistic underscore world. You can get in touch with me that way. You can have a list, uh, look at my products, uh, interviews and podcasts, reviews, uh, my treatments, uh, my full consultations, uh, and so on. So Instagram, A holistic world. And you can, you know, send me a DM, send me a message. You can get in touch uh, that way. If you want to book an appointment, you can do that. Uh, my number will be there. Any any parting advice to us, uh, Doctor? We're all suffering, uh, whether it is spiritually uh, or physically. Uh, you know, that any words of encouragement for the Ummah, for our listeners here on Amarka Sahaba, Voice of the Ahlul Sunnah? It's, so it's important to to note, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we are the people of Iman and we are the ones who say, you know, Samiana wa ta'ana, then we hear and we obey and we have the Quran and we have the Sunnah and we have 
everything that's needed to excel in this world and especially in the year after. So step one also is to notice to separate ourselves from the dunya and attach ourselves to deen because we are in a war. We're in a war between deen and dunya. Uh, and we find ourselves getting, when we find ourselves getting sucked into materialism, consumerism uh, and all of that, we need to take a step back and to really ground ourselves and to remind ourselves of who we are as believers. And we only need to look at Islamic history and to see how Islamic medicine and geometry and astrology and all these things uh, really uh, propel forward uh, under Muslims and how uh, how you know amazing the world was under Muslim Islamic uh, Sharia law. Uh, you know when there was a Khalifa and so on. Uh, so all of this remind ourselves of who we are and to take responsibility and accountability for our lives so we can become the best person we can be healthy uh, because we need a healthy ummah uh, now more than ever. Jazakallah khairan, uh, dear listeners, respected listeners. That is our very own uh, Dr. Hafiz Azizullah Rawat. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve and protect him and uh, grant shifa at his hands and grant shifa and kamilan la yugadil saqama to all our sick people out there. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept your du'as and uh, cure each and every one of you and atone, make it an atonement for your sins and your slips and your mistakes. From uh, me, your host, Ibrahim Smith, and our fantastic team here at Marqa Sahaba Voice of the Ahlu Sunnah Doctor inshallah that uh, we will catch up again that uh, do join me on a Friday on a Legal Eagle when we discuss other issues with our expert legal team Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to you to all the listeners of Marqa Sahaba